Alright, welcome to another edition of Carl Authority. We're back! Back in 2022. Yes, I'm sorry, Steve. Uh, we are clashing a little bit with Survivor. We figure we're going to clash with something every night. So uh, Survivor's on so many nights. Why not be Survivor? Yeah, I mean, I can't watch it, so none of you guys can too. But of course, you'll be able to catch up and watch this all again. It's actually a bit weird on my screen. It's okay to me. Well, it's reversed. Camera. Mirrored. That's all right. Hang on a second. Last AJ flicks around with the cameras there. We'll let everyone start shooting oh, that's the right. screen. G'day, Jules. G'day, Cameron. I don't know why it's looking a bit weird. Yeah, it's all weird on. Good to have you on deck, Cameron. I haven't seen yeah. you uh, around the traps, I feel like, for a little while. Hope everyone's well. Looks so nice now. Looks fine on my screen, AJ. Yeah, but it's like reversed. Are you mirrored? No, oh, it's all good. Mm. Yeah, but whatever. Oh. All right. It's bugging me. Yeah. G'day, Gribbler. All right, hope everyone's well. Thank you, welcome to another edition of Card Authority. We had to dust off the old, uh, yes, I know, Jules, it was on mirror, then it wasn't, and then it's still on my screen, it looks mirrored, so whatever, it is what it is. But on my screen here, it looks fine. James wants me to just move on anyway. So, let's go. Hope everyone's having a great summer. Obviously, anyone with kids will be very happy that they uh, went back to school yesterday. Uh, I certainly was. Um, James, your kids were off today as well. They yeah. do a bit more. First day back at school for them, so always happy with that. And uh, the school holidays have come to an end, but uh, the good times roll on for and the, and the cars just keep going and going and going. I feel like nothing's actually stopped. It's crazy, crazy to think I've been like six or seven weeks since we did our last podcast. I yeah, so yeah. it's been quite a while. I didn't actually realise how long it had been. So so much to discuss, so much to talk about. 2021, obviously a huge year, so I'm looking forward to going through that a little bit yep. in this episode and then talking about what's coming up this year and, and sort of what to expect and, yeah, let's get into it. All right. So how do you think, uh, obviously, yeah, last time we spoke, I think, was around Supremacy Rookie. Yeah. When they just released Supremacy Rookie, which was obviously the number 25 rookie variation. Um, great little initiative there for SEC members being able to get a really cheap... At half price. Half, half price. Resale price, yeah, that was cool. Sounds very echoey. Oh, all right. I'm going to make this. Hopefully that works. Yeah. Absolute shambles. Absolute shambles. There we go. All right. God, I even tested it all, James. Um, yeah, I was saying before, obviously, it was really congested at the end of last year. Um, <laughs> huge writing shambles. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, that it was really congested last year. Optimum straight into supremacy, then supremacy rookie, which was pushed later on into the year, and then suddenly the lull, which we normally have around Christmas time, yeah. was then sort of pushed to more mid to late January, which is what I kind of feel like we're hitting at the moment. Yeah, and it feels like that's happening at this stage where things are a little bit quieter on sales threads. Breaks, I feel, I feel, I feel like that's that's been sort of the last seven to ten days, and I, I feel like we see it happen every year, and as it should sort of happen. But traditionally, I feel like it normally happens in that first sort of week of January, and that's definitely what I was expecting. I know we had talked sort of internally here, and I've spoken to a number of people about it as well. Um, that the expectation was that first week of January would be the really quiet period and you would get your best sort of bargain hunting opportunities. Yep. And there was some good, really good opportunities. Sure. Everything sort of got bought up yeah, as yep. well. Um, 
but it feels like things just kept kicking and kept going and it's kept going and finally in the last seven to ten days we've had a bit of a cool down and i think that's a lot to do with people coming back from holidays kids going back to school the reality of work starting to set back in people have spent a lot of money over the last couple of months all that sort of stuff so i feel like we're in that relatively quiet patch right now but i feel like we're going to just come right back out of it really quickly and ferociously too do you think there's a little bit of a <clears throat> almost a hangover that you know people that are maybe fringe collectors are happy to take a break it's been school holidays it's been hot sure they know footy stars is a month two months away yeah. the the big collectors or the more collectors as you know, Wade's just said there, it's gap filling season. That's People right. are trying to pick off other bargains yeah. from previous seasons that they might have yeah. missed out on. And that's going to be the trend that we're going to see over the well, next couple of Maybe it's just also like how hard and fast people have done their supremacy sets. Yeah. Like there's so many people who have completed sets already. It's crazy. Like back in 2019, it was a slow and steady sort of six to nine months to get a full yep. team set done. Feels like this time around, you have some people doing it in two weeks. Otherwise, people have done it as, what, six or eight weeks since the release yeah, or something like that. And it's just like, yeah, as we said, people are already moving into gap filling, looking at previous series. We're seeing a lot of speculation starting to take place on lots of different stuff on DPS as rookies. Yep. You've got the whole Sam Walsh thing going on at the moment that seems to be following I, I, Dusty. I, I, I didn't even have that on my yeah, right shape, but that's a good following point. Following the yep. Dusty trajectory, you've got a lot of speculating. There's definitely been supremacy has brought we always talk about how every release continues to bring more and more people across from different genres, whether it's NBA or Pokemon community, whatever it may be. But yep. Supremacy being the product that it is, I think looked like a really attractive product for a lot of guys who are going in NBA breaks and NFL breaks on other, other groups and things like that. And I think that we've now seen our biggest entry of probably NBA sort of people or international sports kind of people have come in because I think they see good value in that type of product, like compared oh, to it was, what they're spending to get into yeah. like the equivalent high-end product. Sure, you know, you're not going to get your $100,000 cards and things like that, but what you are going to get is a much better spread yeah. and like a broad spread of valuation. It's not like there's only one team and one card from that team that you that everyone's trying to hit. Yeah, and I think also too that supremacy and something we'll obviously talk about tonight is that there's so much more stock that has been opened. Yeah. Whereas in 2019, you know, there were a few people that bought 20 cases yeah. and a few people that held a huge amount of stock. Yeah. Now, every SEC member got two boxes. Yeah. There was a public sale of single boxes. Yeah. Breakers had stock. There was so much more stock around for sale, for trade, yeah. for flipping boxes, whatever it is, yeah. which I think sort of back, backs that point a little bit of how people were able yeah. to fill sets much much quicker yeah no abs absolutely and I, I think like you know again it's definitely on my my hit list is the way the distribution model has changed to get the product out fast hard and fast from select's end to get it to market really quickly you know so again we'll talk about that a bit later yeah but um so do you think supremacy that there's a, a danger of it burning out a little bit faster because whereas 19 felt like I don't use the word unicorn lightly, but everything was so hard to chase and so rare, like booklets and PVDs and things like that. Whereas now, we've seen plenty of booklets around. We've seen plenty of I don't know. I think, I think it's relative, though, because of the amount of people participating now being so, so much more than there was. Like, I think here's the thing. In 2019, when Supremacy came out, it was something new. 
and it was this new thing that was far superior to anything else that had been before, sort of in AFL cards. And people also didn't know how to value it at the time. Yep. So I feel like the cards were available, but people were very firm with their price ceilings because the competition amongst fellow collectors for, for a lot of the teams wasn't wasn't so significant as what it is now. Yep. Um, and therefore, you would wait it out for the particular card you wanted at the particular price you wanted to pay. I think now that luxury no longer exists. There is so many people involved. There is so much demand that people are conscious if you want to complete your full set and want to have that locked in and know that you've done it, you have to go hard early, especially if you're after particular numbers of cards and whatnot. Um, you know, or the other mindset, which a lot of people have as well, and, and even it can change from subset to subset and card type, is slow and steady, wait for it to pop up at your range that you want to pay the price for on the card. Yep. And the, the idea that eventually it will come. Now, that's, you know, cards number 25, it's going to be difficult to achieve that. Even now, after three to four months, it's going to be absolute struggle town. Do you think, like, obviously we talked a little bit about the Reds, the number to 45 Supremacy Reds on one of our last shows saying that that is one of the true sleepers of the yep. release. You know, now no longer Can't can you pick it. up cheap Reds. Yeah. And the other one we talked about, I believe, pretty sure it was on air, was the goal-kicking greats, number to 50. The non-six. The yeah. non-six, you know, that was selling for $100, $125. It feels like they are all just absolutely, well, either not around or yeah. substantially more expensive than yeah. they were. Yeah. Um, I might just cut in. Maybe yeah. we grab a couple of these questions. Yeah, sure. Jared Smith, I think, is a really good question. All right, let me get that up on screen. Jared, what are your fears of others dropping off due to the exposure of supremacy? The expense of supremacy. Yeah. Well, now the other pros running out. Um, I think there's cycles, Jared, in my opinion, that you have certain collectors that will just want to do things like footy stars and prestige. Yeah. Then you have collectors that are going to do everything. And then you have collectors, as James just mentioned, that are looking for a premium product for whatever reason, whether it's to, to flip it or do whatever. Well, like my expectation yeah. is, you know, as, as you know, obviously we're also in the business of trading cards. So, you know, in terms of the break side of things, our expectation is our customer base and the people engaged in breaks and the people buying singles off us and whatnot at a store level are going to be very different during footy stars to what it's been for the last few months. Yep. There'll be a, yes, there'll be a big cross section, like a crossover section, I should say, there'll be a crossover of people that are both, but there's going to be a lot of people that have been involved in supremacy and even optimum to an extent that won't want to be involved in footy stars yep. and vice versa. There's going to be a whole bunch of people that we haven't seen active in the community for the last sort of six or seven months that will come right back to the top of the floor in terms of their engagement yep. across the board. So, And then on the flip side, there's also going to be a whole heap of people that just want to go and collect footy styles or team coach. Yeah. They're not interested in the premium stuff. That's they right. want to go in $20 breaks. Yeah. They want to buy packets for $3, boxes for $100, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. And we're definitely going to see a flow. So it's a big cycle. Absolutely. And so I, the yeah. fears, my, personally, my yeah. thing, I don't, I don't really have any fears. The community is growing and the numbers show that it's continued to grow month on month on month. Yeah. You know, is there going to be a cycle? Perhaps. But yeah. I don't think there's going to be substantial drop-off. Yeah. And look, I think the other, other part of that as well, Jared, is I feel like because people have gone so hard at Supremacy so fast, that expenditure, like at a financial level, is in the past already. Yeah, the people, people. people have moved on from that already. So... I feel like that's out of the way, you know, a couple of months from now or a month from now, or close to a bit more than a month from now, we're expecting um, footy, st footy stars to come out. Well, it's only always a series to March. Yeah, early March, March. So, yeah, yeah, probably a, a month or so away, 
we're expecting that. And I feel by that time, people are no longer thinking about the money that they've spent in supremacy or in the same way that people, you know, you got two or three weeks into Optimum and people are like, geez, there's been a huge release, influential as I've spent so much money. Yep. As soon as, as soon as supremacy came out, who was even thinking about Optimum? Yeah. Like, it, 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 people had moved on. So, yeah, I, I don't really see any issues. And as you said, there's just so many people involved now in the hobby. Yeah, hope that answers your question. Yeah. Um, Darren, a few TCG releases over the last month and other sports like cricket are going to pull away sales from footy. Um, we will talk about that in our hits and misses very shortly. I've always believed that different sports and TCG in particular have their own collecting communities yeah. and there is a little bit of a crossover. But it's small. It's very small. Yeah. And the the size of the AFL collecting community, even compared to, say, NBA is obviously different, but compared to, say, um, cricket, yeah. it's cricket absolutely different. Yeah. I, I would actually almost argue that supremacy ended up impacting the cricket release. Well, don't, we'll talk about that. Yeah. That's uh, what's something that's Yeah, TCG, I think, is different. I think we're seeing people from AFL come across into TCG, come from TCG come to AFL. Yep. Not a huge amount going the other direction. Yep. But, it, it, yeah, it's just, it's such a different, yeah, such a different world. Yeah, and I think it's to a point where everyone, you know, in my previous world, there's a, we, we call what's called a wallet share in wagering and gambling. So everyone effectively has a certain amount of money or yeah. individual has a certain amount of money and they might bet on one bookmaker or another one, but it's still the same amount of money that they shuffle. Yeah. I feel like there's wallet sharing cards as well. That if you're someone that is spending $100 on cards, yeah, cool, well, you're either going to spend it on AFL or if the new Pokemon release comes out, well, you might go and spend $20 on that on po packets of the yeah. Servo yeah. or wherever it is. But you're still spending eighty dollars on AFL, yeah. That's right. So it's just shifting the wallet, yeah. Um, but it's never going to subtly pull everyone away no. from AFL. In saying that, I feel like in trading cards, the wallets have grown. Oh, and there's more wallets. There's more wallets, yeah. And the appetite to spend more is there as well. Yep. So I think Darren, that's probably very small. Like I, I think it's going to be very small impact. Uh, do we think this is Lukey Veith? Do we think we will see a 2022 supremacy rookie? Um, well, as a Richmond supporter with like 25 picks in the top 50, I bloody well hope not. <laughs> but I would imagine that it is the product's been a success. Um, it's a yeah. great SEC product. Yeah. It can be run with or without supremacy. I think it's something they could look to keep running on and on again. Yeah. Um, my gut feeling would be yes. I mean, you won't select. Are you going to do it again? Um, well, I don't know. I don't know if they do it again. <laughs> like, I'm not sure if we're doing it again. But from a personal, at a janky standpoint, as opposed to selecting a Jankovic standpoint, yeah. Um, I'd like to see it again. I think it's cool. I've hammered them. Good luck. I think it was a winner, and, and <laughs> good luck everyone else finding it. Yeah, and I, uh, yeah, I put that on my kid list, so we'll talk about that later. Yeah. So look, I think that's a good way to segue. We both today spent a little bit of time on our own. When we say spent time, it's about forty seconds each, maybe forty-five. Uh, yeah, it wasn't hell all the time, but um, yeah. I had been thinking about this. And we were talking about our hits and our misses for 2021. So before we start talking about what's going to happen in 2022, let's go through some of the things that we thought were good and bad of yeah. last year. Yeah. Now, one of the things I had on the top of my list, um, SEC. I thought SEC was a great innovation from Select. Yeah. That very clearly had a mantra that they want to get cards put in the hands of collectors. Yeah. SEC has absolutely nailed that. Anyone that was a 
not a real collector, but anyone that was a motivated collector to want to buy boxes yeah. was able to get a membership. I think it was open for a week from memory. Yeah. Renewals have opened up again today. Yeah. Um, that was a great innovation at $99, which yeah. guaranteed you one, two boxes, whatever, of pretty much every release this year. Yeah. So for me, that was a big tick. So definitely agree with you. Big win on the SEC. If people wind back about 10 episodes, you'll see me. When it first was released, I hadn't even bought one to begin with. Yep. I did an episode of Card Authority before I'd even bought one because I was a bit, I don't know, I was getting pushed into the cash grab, just who cares sort of corner. And then I thought logically about it. And I was like, nah, why, how can we not get this? Like, this is this has got so much value to it. Who cares about the hat and the folder? Yep. But the access to product moving forward and what's going on in the hobby and the market. Yep. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. Like, that's $99 in this case. Yep. Yeah. Gay Kane, yes, uh, hope you're doing well. Looking forward to Hobby Hangout. We will talk about that at the end of the show. 20th of February, we'll be here. Minx will be here. Kane's going to be there with yeah. uh, with Gabe, yeah, one, of the, Gabe one of the great men of the Pokemon, Pokemon collectors. Yeah. So that's a big win for you, Kane. Make sure you go and check out No Chill Cards. They will be there as we will be, but we will talk about that at the end of the show. Um, another hit for me I thought the increased rookie representation. So it feels like trying to tie in these NBA collectors and speculators. Stolen. Oh, sorry. Great minds think alike. Are you talking broad across all releases? All yes. Releases? Oh, okay, you're yep. saying so in a total sense, they made a, a concerted effort to push rookies. Well, we did the three lots yep. of DPSs. They did the parallels and the optimum pluses. They did the rookies in supremacy, and they also did the number to 25s. Ironically, I also had that as a miss as well. Ah, interesting. So I've got on my list, Yep. I had the rookie parallels in Series 2 in Optimum that I thought were fantastic. Yep. And to have short print rookies at 115, super cool type of thing. Do I want to see 20 different rookie variations in a single product? No, I don't. And I don't think this type of AFL is like that. Yep. Um, but I thought what they did was really cool. But I also have it as a miss as well. So I'm interested to see what your miss is with the rookies. Well, sort of similar that I thought it was great that they increased the rookie representation. Yeah. The miss was they probably did too much of it. Yeah. Um, and you're probably right. If they had to drop one, I probably would have dropped the one from Supremacy. So to me, the Supremacy, as much as I've gone and bought up a heap of the St. Kilda ones, yep. and I think... Over time, they're going to be worth all of the that whole release and all the rookies to 85 will be worth a fortune for the most part and be very rare and hard to find. I think they'll stand the test of time. However, I don't think it's it was the right thing to put into a product that is titled Supremacy. Yep. That's been a representation of all the greatest players and the greatest moments. And then you're throwing these guys in, of which some of them may become the greatest, but yep. who knows what happens with the rest of them. I see why they did it. Me too. And I like the yep. concept of the higher end thing, but I don't think it was suitable for supremacy. But we on the flip side, the supremacy rookie thing. Amazing. Yeah. Like, yep. cool. And whether it's called supremacy rookie or something else, I don't really care. But to have a high quality card like that, number to 25, in, what, in the current marketplace of cards, I think is a very smart move. And I think as collectors, it's also something interesting for us as well, and especially because the value is so underrepresented on those. Yeah. Um, and look, I don't want to go off on a tangent here and, and, and I mean, impede, you never do impede the hit and miss, but the reality is 
the value of those cards numbered to 25, whether they're rookies or not rookies, it doesn't even matter. Just based on the, the nature of team collecting, numbered to 25, the fact that some of you know a lot have sold for between 100 and 200 dollars, people are going to look back in hindsight and go, "This is crazy." And my opinion is the reason why that's happened is because they priced at an RRP of $200 a box, which is actually way below the valuation of what a high-end card number to 25 would be worth on the secondary market. There's a bit of human psychology at play here, and people undervalued the card because they're trying to look at the box valuation sure. and, and, and correlate the card price with it, where it, it's an error. It's, to me, it's going to be like brilliance, and I've said it to you, it's like brilliance. It, it was just such a cheap box product for what comes out of it yep we're going to look back and go wow like and we're probably only ever going to know that in a couple of years less probably i reckon we'll know it in six months well you've got to see some of those players actually do something true but even without that just on the team nature of cars yep. numbers of 25 like yeah for sure and look um, i saw kane in, i missed her but he said something you'd prefer the rookies to be in prestige um the reason kane and my guess logistically are why is because it wouldn't be. Prestige is a, effectively, it's a 1.5 set of footy stars. It's a hobby set and, of footy And footy stars, stars yeah. is already planned and made, to my understanding, you know, months and months ago before they've even done the rookie draft. Yeah. So I don't think logistically it could work. Um, but that is my just guess, I yeah. mean, of why it wouldn't go, ever go in footy stars or prestige. Yeah. Um, so Marty Davis did have a mention of a miss, which I, I actually had on my list, so we'll cover that now. The Optimum Jewel Sigs. Sorry, that's such a good one, Squid. What's that? That's such a good idea from the Squid. All right, what, uh, let's, I like uh, it. Let me get on the screen. Sorry, right. the Squid talks. We all go after the people. Squid, missed opportunity to do a short print gold bang in Prestige. Could we see it this year? Oh, I love that idea. It's a good idea. I love that That's idea. a good idea. We're going to let this select HQ. Wait, guys. <laughs> um, that's a good idea, Squid. That's a good, that's that's a good idea. idea. Um, but as I was just sort of saying, that the dual sigs and optimum, I remember when we looked at the checklist, we said, wow, there yeah. are some monster cards here. There is no question that the design, not even the design, but the material they use to make those cards. It's not a design issue. It's a material. A material thing. issue. Yeah. Um, hasn't worked yeah. so for whatever reason whether that's in transit or signing or logistics or whatever it is it doesn't really matter there were clearly some issues with the coding There's of the imperfections car. on the coding and yeah. it looked like from you know the few that we've spoken to and heard about it was actually under the signature and under the laminate yeah. so whether that's in production the way they ship it here who knows yeah but i definitely think that if they do optimum this year which we both think they will because they yeah. generally pair Working them up twos, yeah. um that if they do that, they'll probably need to relook at the materials that they've used for those dual six. Yeah. So I, you know, as much as it was a great release and something that I really like, I think the quality of the card or the production of the card was a miss. Oh, in, in terms of that particular yeah. that particular subset. And look, I think every every year, every release, there's there's certain things when companies, whether select or otherwise, try new, new materials regardless of have the quality control and the quality assurance and what's involved in that process, yep. there's always things that you won't actually know until they get out in, in on mass, you know what I mean, into people's hands and they've gone through the motions. But yep. I feel it happened with the Showstopper. You know, they had that issue with the Showstopper originally. Yeah, the silver. And then yeah, the silver was coming yep. out scratched. It was getting surface scratches. Yep. So they amended that. Into the it, exactly. But you can't really do appeal on a signature. 
Well, that's right, you can't put appeal on because yep. once it's signed, it's signed. That's like, right. And, that's, and right. That's, that's the issue with it. And again, like, I don't know. As I said, like, a lot of people get re really bugged by that type of issue. For me, I look at some cars I've got in my collection and due to production, the quality of the card or due to time and deterioration, yep. whether it's the signature itself or other parts of the card, whitened edges, whatever, I, I, I don't like the card any less do you know what i mean like to yeah. me still yeah i've got multiple of the rewalt king's jewel sigs as you know yeah some of a couple of them in great condition a couple of them not so much it is what it is like yeah. you know what i mean and i think there's it a is difference what it is. What, like what yeah. yeah and i don't want to get too much down this path but you know there was obviously a lot of talk and conjecture about the quality of signatures and i think there's a big difference between the person pressing too hard on their pen it being smudged, it being rubbed, or the actual card having imperfections. Yeah. And I'm more talking about the, the imperfections card. Yeah. on the card. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, a player has touched that card and signed it. Yeah. It's been handled. It's not straight from a machine. So it's going to, um, it's not always going to be perfect. George, good question. We will answer and that. I think yep. Lee, Lee Brown's a really interesting thing as oh, well. Because we, yeah, we don't want to see that. No, we, yeah. Actually, oh, that's a good segue. But, you know, there's, there's a big thing that there's never going to be a Gem Mint 10 signature that's coming in packets. It's just not going to yeah, happen. It's when, been, when it's, yeah, it's been handled by too many people. Yeah. Um, and Lee, great question there. Maybe maybe they'll move to sticker signatures then watch the massive and, and i agree with you and, and to be honestly it won't happen i don't think can i tell you like if they went to sticker signatures i'm not going to say like oh, i'm out of cars i'm hanging up the car anything like that yeah but i would be i would be extremely disappointed if that was a path that we're I going to go see that at the same at the same time i'd probably love my on-card signatures so much more whereas in other other sports genres people are you know it's the normal sticker sigs yep. and on-card autos are like, you know, something out, out of the ordinary. Yeah, no, I, I don't think they'll ever move to stickers. I mean, I really hope they don't. Yeah. Um, oh, is that right? That's the rain outside. All right. So moving on to obviously more hits. Obviously, yeah. Supremacy, I think, was just a hit. We don't yeah. really need to go over it anymore. Supremacy yeah. was just a hit. Yeah. Um, I think Optimum was a hit. And I think we will look back in history on Optimum as a whole yeah. for the release as one of the best Series 2 releases of all time. Oh, in terms of what came in it, it's just... The it, value, the range of inserts... Representation. The representation, yeah. the collectability, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, an absolute winner, an absolute hit for me. Yeah. Um, I'll keep going with hits, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I really loved the highlights milestones. Yeah. I thought that was a great initiative of a year where... There were no 300 game case cards the year before that they could have put into any yeah. of the products. Yeah. And the fact that nothing's really sold in case form anymore, I think that card is probably going to become an insert in the future. Mm -hmm. The fact that you could still give the fans an opportunity of buying a milestone card, yeah. literally as it happened, yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, no, I like how they, they did that. So that was a big hit for me. Um, the Easter eggs. So the Easter eggs is obviously a, a new like initiative. The gold headliner. The gold headliner that yeah. nobody knew about and the God Boxes in Supremacy. Things that no one had any idea was going on. There were a few smart guys that worked out the math of Supremacy that there were all these extra cards. Mm -hmm. No one could work out where they were going. Yeah. And they answered that question 
very, very quickly. Yeah, gone boxes. Gone boxes. Like, you know, majority of boxes having 11 cards in them. Yep. Getting boxes. So those little, those little those little Easter eggs, which I call them, are, were a fantastic initiative and something as collectors and also breakers that you just don't know. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a fantastic surprise. Yeah, that's excitement for sure. A absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then off the AFL for a little bit, I thought Pokemon 25th anniversary was an absolute huge hit. Yeah. Um, I know we certainly couldn't get our hands on enough of it, yeah. as a lot of the, the stores were like, but the hype and the buzz before that product was a massive hit. Especially we're very new to that whole Pokemon absolutely. World, TCG world. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, that, that was really cool. Um, Pokemon doesn't do it for me. Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's my hits. Have you got any other hits? I've got some hits, AJ. Yep, I'll tell you some of my hits. Uh, I'll start it off at the beginning of the year. The Coleman Predictor. Oh, good like, one. Good one. Bang! Yep. The Coleman yep. Predictor. Yep. What a move. And then to see those things when it came back from Redemption. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, they were good. That, that was the one where they just smashed it out of the park first up. Then they took on the feedback that everyone's given for a long time, and I think it's a hit, but it's a hit with a few strings attached as well. The numbered All-Australians and the numbered metal oh, cards. Good one. So yep. they took on board what everyone has been, or a lot of people have been, the feedback since all the way back to Card Authority Episode 1, I think. Yep. It's always been talked about numbered All-Australians, numbered metal cards, give the cards value. All right? It went from zero to hero very, very quickly. Yep, and it went from unnumbered cards to super short print cards, basically. Yep. Um, ma massive fan, personally. The All-Australians and the metal cards being numbered, I'm a huge fan. Do they need to adjust the numbers moving forward? I think definitely on the All-Australians. It yep. shouldn't be like... So uh, is that a miss as well for you? Uh, well, it's a hit and a miss. It shouldn't be a case hit, but the fact it's numbered, it's awesome. Yep. And the fact Jack Steele was in that season just excites me a lot. <laughs> The metal cards, I don't mind the metal cards at 50, okay. 60, yep. or whatever that is. I don't mind that yep. because they were previously case hits that weren't being uh, perceived as case hits in terms of their value, but oh. they were still super rare. They, they, like, they were seen, especially, you know, on a break side of like a junk card. You'd get it and you're like, oh, I'm yeah, not going to well, get a hit well, in this box. It's the yeah. same if you bought a box, you, you get a metal card and it's just a letdown. So the fact that they've done that, I think, is a really, really smart move. I don't mind them staying at that short print nature. And the but, funny thing is, they were short print before. I think I worked out that the metal yeah, cards and dominance were like 500. But that's the thing. Until you put numbers on cards, people don't actually realise what they are. So, so yeah, that's the common <laughs> predictors. The numbered all Australians, the metal cards out of the way. Yep. Um, a Gribbler would like to know he yes, can't Gribbler. find any Jack Steele all Australian cards. Look, it's fair to say, Gribbler, you know, I'm happy to reveal it to the world. I've finally completed my All-Australian set. I have 22 <laughs> of the greatest All-Australian player in my team. That's my All-Australian set's complete. Uh, um, so that's part, partly a reason why you might not be able to find them Gribbler. But, before you move yeah. to that, Alan's asked a question. Do you think they need to have cards out of five? Um, Alan, look, we've obviously talked about this a little bit over the years here at Card Authority. It, we, in our opinion, or my opinion, it just doesn't work having one of ones, number to five, number to ten. I really don't think we'll see anything less than number to 25. Um, I certainly hope not. I don't want to see collectors get alienated. And almost number to 40 cards are now sort of number to 60 is the new number to 40. Yeah. There are so many team set collectors and player set collectors that I just don't see how they're ever going to do cards. And Jacob Mabbitt 
has put a comment that very much is in the uh -huh. same in the same vein as, as that. anyone knows how hard it is to get specific greens from prestige 2021 that's right number, number to 60 and that's yep. it people just don't realize at the time because cards are flooding the market so hard and so fast at the start of a release now people don't realize how difficult they're going to become yep. 12 months down the track and even shorter than that now like 2021 greens impossible to find 2022 green sorry 20, 2020 greens so, are impossible to find 2021 greens very hard to find yep they were released only six months ago yeah you know what i mean so that, that's the reality of it and that's why we say like 60 or 80 is really the new 40 and 25 is just in 2019 25 was rare yeah you know go tr go try find green signatures from 2017 future force yeah so yeah I, I think they can't go below 25 at the moment any other hits for you though hits for me the dps sets like yep. genius move yep yeah expensive on the wallet and expensive on the hip pocket especially if you've got more than the two rookies at st kilda yeah i was very lucky in that sense but wow signature cards tick that box yep. dps for speculation purposes future performance tick that box multi-tiered short print the way they've done it oh, so we talked about it before like those gold and those platinum dps good luck finding them, like in, the find them in the future yep. like yeah absolutely some of those I, I i'm just gonna i'm looking forward to what happens with those cards yep. i just want to well, i'd love to look into the future and just see what it's like in a few years hopefully they do continue that trend of having a number to 40 dps signature yeah you know if it is an optimum or it is optimum hopefully that trend continues because i think as i said in one of my hits that's one of the big wins of the year yeah um so that's that one and funnily enough something else that darren or just mentioned there too goes to my final hit yep. which is the select the, the implement the model that selectors implemented for their public sale and their distribution now with you know that they made it very clear probably 18 months ago that they were really trying to work towards the mantra of we don't want our products sitting on pellets and we don't want our products sitting locked away in in the back of a warehouse, a warehouse or yep. stores or whatever it may be we want our products to get to the most amount of people and, and get opened and get those cards out there and churning and get collection people collecting and, yep. and get people collect those collections done I think the way they've made adjustments and their learnings over time from release to release and how they've implemented their e-commerce model um as much as people still want to whinge about it, i think they should be commended for it i think as much as we joke about the whole bots and all that sort of stuff i think what they've done to mitigate that and to cut that off really at the legs and make sure that you, you know they're getting the stock out to the masses mm -hmm. um well I, I, it is very well done. i can honestly I, say and this sort of goes a little bit to what you said darren there is that there is no one that wanted a box from the last few releases across scc multiple drops you know that if you wanted a box you were able to get a box yeah. there was plenty of time um plenty of access all that kind of stuff opportunities yeah absolutely I, I, I and, so. and are there going to be people buying boxes and flipping sure it's part of the it's ecosystem part of the ecosystem it's and it's part of we, it. we need it you know for a whole range of reasons which we've spoken yeah, about it's all part of it i think the key, yeah. the key to all that sort of stuff we've talked about so many times is you want to see that sort of stuff happening because you want to see the money and the sales re recirculating and regenerating yep. if someone gets a box and sells their box for double what they paid for it 
good luck to them. If they're then going and spending the money to acquire cards for their own set, unbelievable. If they're using it to buy more boxes, fantastic. Great. You know what I mean? Yep. So that sort of stuff's actually good. You know? All right. So one of my misses I had, Janks, yes, um, slightly off AFL. I thought cricket was a huge miss this year. Um, we were super excited about cricket last year. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we did sold lots of it and did lots of breaks with it and opened lots of it. Um, I don't know whether it was a, and which will tie into one of my other points, whether the delay hurt it with supremacy. Um, the fact that they pushed it up to 36 packs, $170 a box, and didn't really add anything to it was a huge missed opportunity for cricket. They really, there was an excitement and buzz for it in 2020 um, and 2021. I feel like they have definitely dropped the ball on it a little bit. Um, hopefully they can tinker with that a little bit more and add some more value to it. Yeah. Um, you know, the fact that one of the nut hits being, you know, the Chapel signature card was selling effectively for $150. Which was a one in three cases. Yeah, it's insane. Um, the time, yeah, and Jacob's right, the timing was poor and it just didn't add anything to it. Yeah. So that was a, a really disappointing, um, you know, on a personal level, I love cricket, as you know. It was a, it was a disappointing release and certainly a miss. Yeah. So on a personal level, as you know, I don't love cricket. That much. <laughs> hey, hey, my cousin's Michael Klinger, check it out. Yeah. But that's about as much as I know about cricket. But yes, obviously, we cricket changed manufacturers, changed publishers yeah. last yeah. year. After many, many years, they had issues with the previous publisher. There was lots of issues in the market and the sentiment, and people weren't confident in the product. Switched over to TLA, which is actually a really good company. Yeah, they do some really great things, great releases. They obviously do the NRL stuff at the moment that they really like. TLA came out last year with a far superior cricket product. Cheap. It was well priced. It had lots of hits. It had numbered cards. It had non-numbered inserts. It was a good. Was fun to open. Yep. And it was timed perfectly. Yep. And it was timed perfectly that it didn't just hit the the cricket market, which is very small. But a bunch of AFL people moved across. They wanted to try it out, and it was at a cheap enough price point. There was no barrier to entry. Absolutely, we were right on the bandwagon. It was awesome. This time around, timing was unfortunate. It got jammed up into a really bad time period due to delays, then supremacy, heaps of AFL releases, every other sport and TCG going crazy. That was the just whole too year. expensive. The price went up. Yeah, Not much crazy. came out. Early sign for me was not just the, the chapel sigs, but from like from a non-collector standpoint with cricket cards, from a, a business standpoint where we have a shop and everything like that, it's a real worrying sign. We're not just the biggest series hit is going for less than the price of a box, but when you've got cards number to thirty selling for twenty dollars, yeah, it's insane. Cards number to thirty of names I know, and I don't even really follow cricket, and yeah. I know those names. Selling for twenty, thirty, forty dollars. Oh. Well, it, it, it's it's a problem. So it's, it, something needs to get worked out here. Yeah, whether are they trying to make it collectible and for collectors and give it value, or is it mass market, or is it just an absolute yep. mass market product that all they're just interested in seeing it amongst children? And I would say, and again, I'm not bagging TLA here. Unfortunately, it looks like a lot of things worked against them. I think they tried to be dollar each way. That's right, but the yeah. timing really worked against them. But I think. And, and look, don't get me wrong. My understanding is like I know that there's a heap of breaks getting done around the place, and it, yep. it, it, they're definitely filling in. I know Paul Richardson's doing a tremendous job over on his page, and he's got breaks and stuff going on as well. And I know it's doing well, 
but I don't feel like it's hit the broad market again. It's still only got that. It's almost gone gone backwards. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously watch that space. Hopefully they can live and learn from that. Yeah. Um, that sort of ties into my next one is release congestion. And obviously a little bit of that was out of selects and TLA and all those people's control. But the fact that there was pretty much from the, the last six months of the year, yeah. you had three AFL releases, you had NRL Elite, you could, you know, you had cricket. There was just too much stuff going on yeah. in such a small period of time. Yeah. And again, look, hopefully, you know, that gets a little bit more sorted out. Australia Post Logistics, <laughs> I don't think there's anyone on the stream um, that, you know, and I wouldn't say it's a miss, but this was a problem for everyone. I don't know if we need to deep dive into this too much, but Australia Post was definitely a miss. Um, my last one I had on my miss list, Jenks. What's happened to the NBA market? So the NBA market... Is it cooked? Well, I think it's just going through... It's cooled off a bit and it needed to happen because it was went too big, too fast, too hot. Yeah. But the reality is I, I don't buy into this whole well, trading cards as a bubble that's going to burst really quickly type of thing. Yep. I've been of the mindset already for the last couple of years that we are in the midst of a cyclical boom. Yep. a generational-based boom of trading cars and other forms of collectibles. And I think there's always going to be speed bumps and things in the road. I think NBA overheated. It went too, too high. high. It has come, come back. back. It's, it's dipped. It's, it's gone a you know, few, few ways. ways. I, think I think, though, for the medium and long-term and long potentially short-term outlook is One of the things that really bugged me, I can't remember if I talked about this on the stream or not, but... The fact that the new season started, and they're still releasing, and there were still three or four releases. Too many releases. That just seems crazy. Know, this whole like Panini fanatics top situation. Yeah. We don't know. Like there was an article I read yesterday. It was saying like this is not a junk wax era. It's a junk base era. Yeah. And they're basically saying the market, the market movement and shift in NBA and other international and especially American sports should be towards numbered cards and short print as opposed to just shitloads of base because so much has been graded now over the last couple of years. Yep. Graded cards and population of it's the cards and growth is ridiculous. So now it's about short print. And the irony is coming from an AFL card background, we're used to short print. Yep. And anything that's not numbered or not short or not low, like short numbered or short print, we almost view it as the the dollar a pack insert type of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's quite interesting to see that 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 divergence almost taking place there. Yeah. Any more misses? Yeah, I've got a few misses. All right, here we go. Get a whack where a whack is due. All right, here from we my go. perspective, you know the bang cards. <laughs> Sorry, anyone who might be lying in bed next to their significant other. Yeah. I'm going to talk about bangs. So the bang cards, folks. Great concept. Knockoff of the Kaboom, which anyone in basketball NFL know is a great looking card, or at least it looks like a knockoff of the Kaboom. Yep. Great looking card. I liked it. Execution issue with the materials and the manufacturing. Yep. The thing that got me about that card, I wanted a lot of them, and I've talked about it before. I was going to haunt the shit out of some of those, yep. of the Saints ones. But then I started to notice, and we saw coming out of the packs a lot, the quality of the card itself wasn't amazing. I would like to think that's something, if they continue with that subset, it gets fixed for the next time around. Um, but, yeah, I, I thought that was a miss in that regard. It could have been amazing, and that stopped it being amazing. And, obviously, the Diakos, Dacos issue with the card, it's super cool and it's unique, and I love error cards. Yep. 
But as a Saints man who loves Max Key, it really came back to haunt me uh, with the influential situation because I was very pro. Oh, I didn't even have it on I, I, was, I was very pro, like, Damn. if you're a Pies collector and you collect Diakos, well, you're going to have one of each. You're going to have the Diakos and you're going to have the Dacos. Yeah. Jeez, yep. that got me when the Max King influential printed to 40 and everyone's like, well, you got to have one of each. Mm. So that certainly came back to bite me. So there. does that mean you had to limit yourself to only yeah. 36 of them? Yeah, my next miss, again, I'm going to be pretty selfish with this one. <laughs> when, when, that, when that checklist came out for Supremacy, oh, here we go. and no, it was no, Lee Montagna as the booklet, no. I like Joey Montagna. It seems like a lovely well, bloke. you know. He's a lovely bloke. If you said to me, name like, 20, 30, 40, maybe even 50 like St Kilda players that, 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 that you know, you could name that come to the, the front of your mind is just not on that list. He's <laughs> not on that list. I've got a couple of beautiful booklets, but he's not on the list. Apologies, so, uh, Joey Montana. I think that's a miss. And I think also part of the player selection, it's a bit represented there, is across those type of releases, it's a bit of a miss, but I do understand they do it so far in advance as well that yep. what might be happening, you know, whoever thought Sam Walsh was going to be far superior or highly sought after than Crips sort yep. of thing, do you know what I mean? So anyway, that's that one. Big miss for me came early on. Like we started opening footy stars and we're like, wow, these game breakers are sick. Oh, Can't no. wait till Prestige comes out. It's just the James <laughs> as, as if they're not doing a, a number variation of the game breaker in Prestige. I can't wait, AJ, for Prestige to come. I'm going to haunt the shit out of these Game Breakers. Prestige comes out. We open the first pack. Game Breaker holographic. Wow, it looks amazing. What's the print quantity? <laughs> cool Game Breaker, bro. <laughs> oh. Anything else? We already talked about it. The rookies in Supremacy, they're sick. I've got a lot of them. We've put our own rookie full set together here as well yep. that we're excited about. I think they're going to be worth a fortune, but not not the right thing for supremacy, but sick. That's my misses. And if those are all the misses, and I think 2021 was a pretty good year, I would say, of okay. AFL cards. Overall, I think, yeah, 2021 will be a historic year that we all look back onto and see some big changes that happen with Select and, and the card collecting community and, and certainly something that... Uh, Hopefully, is a great foundation for 2022. Yes. Which now let's have a little bit of a look at some of the things that we think may or may not happen. All right. And we have definitely haven't talked about this list because I yeah. did it as we were waiting. <laughs> um, obviously, less COVID congestion. Yeah. Supply chains, I mean, are still fucked everywhere. Yeah. But I think the card manufacturers and publishers are probably getting ahead of the game, ahead of the game now. So hopefully, we've got a few breaks with that. There's not going to be supremacy this year. Well, well, you wouldn't think so. I mean, they do it every two years. I just can't oh, imagine. It would be very hard. Like, I think it's one thing to no, they to, to acknowledge the market's hot and release products based on what the demand of the market is. I think. Yep. It's, I think. I don't know if anyone from selectors out there watching. I think if you did supremacy again this year, probably taking the piss. Yeah. No. no I, I can't say. I think they'll do brilliance. Well, that's what it, 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 it makes that, sense. It, it makes sense. sense. There's been plenty of rumors around that Brilliance was coming. But I mean, Brilliance, they did the year before, it was yeah. an absolute success. Yeah. They did Supremacy. Yeah. They can't really, well, I don't think they'd do them both in the same year. It seems like a no brainer. We're going to see Brilliance at some point this year. Yeah. Um, there's no need to do Supremacy. But Supremacy rookie, tick, tick. Yeah. And I think, look, not doing a release like Supremacy is really helpful to the collectors and especially 
team or master and make it special. Keep it special. Well, yeah, that's right. Keeps it special, but it's helpful in the wallet. Like, oh look, I'm going out on a limb here. I don't think there'll ever be another year necessarily like 2021 AFL cards. I just can't see it happening ever again. Well, it so was the perfect storm of just everything got huge. Footy stars grew. Team coach came out with a collectible release for the first time in a long time. Prestige comes out, which was increased in, in what we came out of it. Optimum yep. comes, which in my opinion is probably the greatest, the most loaded best value, best producing series two of all yep. time. Supremacy, supremacy rookie. It was it was relentless. Yep. I just don't see it happening again. And as much as, you know, there's certain points where everyone has sat back and gone, this is shit, there's too much, it's too much money, there's so much coming out. I think it's one of those things that we'll look back, anyone who was involved in 2021 will look back in the future and go, wow can't believe yep. I was around for that time for those releases. Well, you mentioned Team Coach, and I've got sort of question marks next to it. They obviously, as a as a game, as a, you know, effectively a kid's product, yep. they made some small steps in actually crossing over some of the collectors wanting to do Team yep. Coach or collect Team Coach cards or yep. certain cards. The gold cards were obviously great. Um, you know, are they going to be able to continue to do it again this year are people going to be wanting to get on board with it is it going to be any more collectability or is it still just going to stay under that bracket as a game so so, you know, so, so that's going I to be interesting the game side of team coach is what underpins it and you have to remember course, that's, it's team, team, that's yeah. right it's not a it doesn't they don't have a trading card license they, they've got a gaming card license so what they do obviously has to be really particular and, and look children is what underpins that product absolutely it's a mass market it's a, product, it's a mass market product. Yeah. you know what's really interesting so yes there's no doubt collectors came on board in 2021 due to how they adjusted what was in their product how they what they did with their collation and, how, and their distribution model no doubt about it but you know what's quite interesting is and i don't know how many people actually think about this i think no doubt team coach had a great year and they put some big wins on the board but i think select and actually all other card publishers, including other sports, are big winners from what goes on with Team Coach. Because what Team Coach is more doing, rather than grabbing the older, more mature collector's market, I think what they're starting to do is taking the kids and turning the kids into more of collectors. Oh, so it's absolutely. not just about getting, playing with and destroying cards. The parents and the older kids are starting to see value in what's there, yep. and as a result, they're turning them into collectors. And I think what well, I know because I see it with my own kids. There was far more kids in 2021 collecting footy stars than there was in the previous years, yep. and I think a lot of it was to do with them porting across from Team Coach. There is absolutely no doubt Team Coach is a feeder league to select. Yeah, Select is a more premium product. It's yeah. a collectible. There is absolutely no doubt that there is an element of team coach customers, game users, yeah. players that move across to a collectible card. Yeah. And that is something that everyone should be absolutely embracing. Yeah, absolutely. That's, and, and again, and, and yeah, and there's no doubt that some people that were into their product 10 or so years ago when it was more collectible yep. certainly saw the benefits this time around. So will be interesting to see what they come up with this year and we're definitely obviously looking forward to that too yeah player representation so it certainly feels like as we talked about before quickly with optimum they certainly nailed the player representation this year yeah i really look forward to seeing what they do this year obviously as a dusty collector 
I always like dusty cards, yeah. but I also don't hate seeing other cards. Like I love my Cochin Influential. Yeah. You know, I love, you know, that they're doing Jack Rewald and all that kind of stuff. So hopefully they continue to do a nice, good spread across different players yeah. across the clubs. Yeah. And a few people mentioned AFLW. I'm sure there is going to be more AFLW. Over time, it makes sense. You can see it's AFLW kind of is getting pushed further yep. commercially within the media and everything. It yep. means the commercial rights are worth more money. The AFL would want to get more awareness. Yeah. It, it's good for the society. It's good for community. So I definitely see that that happening a bit more too. And the last one I had on my list, James, for this year is: Are we going to see the trend of parallels continue to move on? So parallels were strictly a prestige-based um, concept, yeah. and it seems like now. It's in Series 2. And also, it's in Supremacy. Yeah. Because you've done the silver, the golds, and the reds. So is that something which, personally, I really like? Yeah. And I know the NBA side of people like the parallel side. Mm -hmm. Is that going to be a trend that continues? Um, I really like it. Yeah. I really like it. Yeah. What about you? What have you got on your list yeah. for 2022? So, yeah. So my list basically in front of me says 2022, and I basically just threw down what I thought was coming this year. Mm -hmm. So this is my forecast for the releases that are coming out, yeah? Yep. Footy stars, team coach obviously as well, prestige or some other. Well, they don't footy stars. So, yeah, either prestige, prestige or yeah, something it else. Works. It's a 1.5 yep. series. As you said, brilliance. I would like to think it's coming. Series two, my expectation certainly optimum again at this point. That's what we think. Two year is. cycles for series twos make sense. Yep. What do they do with the dual six? I don't really know, but that's a them problem, not us problem, yep. I suppose. Um, and I don't know, do we see the Supremacy rookie release pop in, pop its head out again later in the yep. year? Aside from that, though, I'd love to see a Future Force or something like that. Do they do much more? I, I just don't know. It's yeah, like, I've got no time for Future Force. See, I love Future Force. I was no. a massive fan. No, no, interested. All right, AJ. No, just look, I think that the current day collector, you know, they want players they can relate to and they know and all that kind of stuff. It feels like Future Force takes the speculation angle way too far. Way too far. Some of my favorite cards are uh, from Future Force because the players just haven't had enough game time yet. <laughs> well, you can have them. Um, and I didn't put it on here, but please, no Starburst. I don't mind the Starburst no, as well. Yuck. I, I, if Starburst never come back again, I'll be happy. Man. What do you think is going to happen with Footy Stars? I mean, surely they do the Coleman again. They have to. Premiership predictors, yeah, Premiership and Brownlow, yep. And, and the Brownlows, obviously. Yeah. Well, I what, what more can you do? They've had the Showstoppers and they've had the Marquees. Well, I imagine, I imagine they're just going to add more numbered cards. You know, there was the Lightning, there was the Bang, and then the Predictors. It makes sense that they're going to do two or three numbered cards in every box again. Yeah. And then what, do they maybe up it and do another one? You know, to make it a more breakable product, a more consumable product, a more collectible product, so that you've got that tie-in with not only the kids being able to get, you know, plenty of cards, but also the collectors wanting to buy them as well. Yeah. So, yeah, look, at, um, I, I don't know. I think it's always going to be aimed as a mass market product so that plenty of kids can go and buy it in 7-Elevens and Coles and all those yeah. sorts of places. Um, but do I, you know, I just can't see it going much bigger than that. I think they'll save the bigger things for later in the year. Which I've always been a big fan of as well. Yeah, but I mean, it's excited. You know, you'd think, you know, we're probably a month or a month and a half away from more footy cards, which yeah. is what we all want. Yeah, that's right.
Yep. And, uh, and again, to think this is the lull period and it's still pretty crazy is... Uh, yep, well, great time to fill your sets. You know, get on eBay, get on sales threads. There's some great bargains around. If you're trying to play a collect or set collect, it's a good time to go and put it together. Yeah. All right, well, we said we weren't going to go over an hour. And of course, as always, we're, we're almost, just over an hour. We're just over an hour. Um, thank you, everyone. No unicorn. Unicorns won't be back till footy season starts. Yeah. I've got a few up my sleeve, but while everyone's kind of, you know, in a bit of downtime. Um, thank you, as always, everyone. We're going to be live broadcasting oh, the Hobby Hangout. Hobby Hangout, of the course. Hobby Hangout. So about it for anyone who's in Victoria or making the trek down to Melbourne Sunday the 20th. Yep. Uh, uh, 10 a.m. Melbourne Pavilion. Yep. Melbourne Pavilion. In Kensington. In Kensington, yep. 10 a.m. onwards. Yep. We're going to be set up down there. We've got Minx and Will down there looking after the RGB yep. collectible stand. Yep. And AJ and I... We said we're going to bring down some live setup stuff and uh, yeah, we we're going to try to do, do a bit of broadcasting, a bit of roaming around and stuff. So if anyone's heading down, make sure you come say good day there. Yeah, you'll definitely see we'll, Kane from No Chill, who was everyone, uh, everyone, everyone seems to have the stall just, there. So. Everyone's down there with the stall set up. So, uh, yep. yeah, look forward to catching anyone who comes down for that. Otherwise, and it's, but, going, to, it's going to be something for NBA, Pokemon, AFL. Um, there's going to be some good speakers. Yeah. So you can still buy pre-sale tickets, I think, on the Hobby Hangout website. Yeah. Um, go and check that out. But yes, we will be there in about three weeks' time. Look forward to uh, well seeing any of you come up and say hi. Jake's Absolutely. Have his signing pen. And then, uh, as AJ said, not just unicorns coming back or unicorn hunting coming back when the season starts, but that hopefully we'll get back to our weekly episodes then as well. Yes. Well, we're back now. We're back yeah. into podcast season. Yeah. All right, guys. Have a good night. Thank you very much for supporting us. Stay safe out there. And we will see you back probably next week for another Carl Authority. See you then, guys. Ciao.